Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 58, the three things that happen when an empath steps into their power. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why most empaths will take three steps forward and four steps backwards into their shell and how to actually counter that. If you are an empath who is wanting to put yourself out there and you want support, I do have a program, online program called the Empaths Blueprint, a guide to stepping into your power without getting drained by the outside world. You can go to www.tonycmitchell.com for more information on that program. I hope everybody enjoys the show. Hi guys, welcome back. Today's episode is all about the three things that happen when you are an empath and you step fully into your power. So this is a big topic, especially for people that are listening to this podcast, because most likely you are a highly sensitive person that picks up on other people's emotions. It is, and a lot of empaths will step into their power and then they take, you know, they'll take three steps forward and then four steps backwards. Yes. Which is why we're making this episode. And just to clarify, I believe that everybody has a potential to be an empath. Uh, but we're more talking about people that are very highly sensitive and yeah. they feel everybody's energy. So those types of people are more likely to take four steps forward, five steps backwards and just continue that trend. So I can raise my hand to that because I feel like I did that at the very beginning of putting myself out there as a teacher when I was in the public school systems and as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. So should we go to number one? Mm-hmm. All right. So number one is... So when an empath steps into their power, one thing that happens is they'll have moments of power and then they'll have moments of feeling bad for others. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I feel like when I used to step out there and really feel excited, like finally have the courage to put myself out there, I would sense when people would feel uncomfortable with that and started to think that I was bragging or I was acting too confident even down to making eye contact with people. We've had long conversations about this where even me walking, remember how I asked you, how do you walk so confidently? And, and Tony I was said, like, it was just natural. I don't think no. about it. I just <laughs> do it. And for me, I almost felt like there were moments where I would catch myself looking down and not making eye contact. And I still catch myself once in a while. Right. And I think that's part of the feeling bad for others because you, you feel like if you look them in the eyes and if you talk too confidently, you're going to make them feel less about themselves, which a lot of times it does happen because there's a lot of insecure people in the world. So when you have someone who's confident or when you have moments to where where you're confident, it's going to make them feel insecure. So a lot of people who play sports could probably relate to this next story about me with sports. So with basketball, I would do the same thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. If I played too well and I was beating somebody too bad, whether it was like in a game or um, rec- you know, recreational outside at a park. I remember a lot of times I would stop playing as hard. Just I would let, it was almost like I would let them kind of come back to build their confidence mm-hmm. up. And I know other athletes who are in pass and who, who are similar to me, they've done this before too. I've heard them tell me s- similar stories, which 
you would never think that'd be the case, no, especially in a game. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you let up in a game when the whole goal of the game is to win? Yeah. You know, like when I was playing at the Boys and Girls Club or whenever that would be. Yeah, that reminds me of something that happens if I'm talking to friends and maybe there's something going on with them and I want to be there for them. And it's almost like I used to think about the bad things that happened to me just like them to make them feel comfortable like, oh, I went through that too. But it wasn't for the reason of, um, it didn't help anything really. So yes, it's good that you do that to make them feel comfortable to know that they, you know, they're going through something, they'll get through it. But there was a different reason. It's almost like if I knew something more, I was afraid to put that out there because I didn't want them to think that I thought that I knew more than them. Right. Now I don't really hold back. I really stand up for what I believe in. And if I catch myself falling into the trap of trying to, you know, talk to them like they're a victim instead of like, okay, you can get through this. It's a different way of conversating. Does that make sense? It is. It makes absolute sense because everybody listening and you know, and I know when you're in your power or not, when you're in your power, you feel like you're not even thinking about it. It's just flowing. There's no um, end goal in mind. You're not even thinking about the end goal and it's just pouring out of you. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're on the opposite end and you're overthinking about it and you're trying to make people feel comfortable and all that, you're not in your power. So right. the energy is on a lower energy. So if we look at it that way, and we, we know that the energy we bring to people, that's how we impact them. Well, when you're doing those type of behaviors, you're bringing lower energy to them. So you're not really impacting them the way that you're wanting to. So it's a paradox here to where you're thinking, oh, you know, me, yeah, you're helping. You're, I'm helping them. But a lot of times, and I've done this a lot in my past too, so I'm not trying to, you know, say that other people do this and I don't. I've done this a lot and I fall into it sometimes, but a lot of times our actions are not effective. Yeah. And that's a question we have to ask ourselves every second of the day really is, are we in our power or are we not in our power? I love that. And I want to bring up something that happens to me too, going along with this. You know how you say going four steps forward, five steps back? Well, sometimes people go in their power and they feel really good doing it and they're living in the moment and then all of a sudden they overanalyze that conversation and think, ooh, did I hurt someone's feelings by being honest? So that's something that can come up. It is and it will come up. Yeah. It will continuously come up. And it's really all about knowing yourself and knowing, wait, was I speaking out of ego or was I speaking out of love or was it just like anger? And, yeah. and a lot of times if you're speaking out of love, I think that's the only thing that matters. Like if right. it's really coming from that space and not everybody is at that point to where you know, you know, could dis distinguish the difference. It's a very subtle sometimes, mm -hmm. but I think it's all about practice. Yeah, that's a good point. So should we go to number two? Yes. So number two, what happens when an empath starts to step into their power? is you get resistance within yourself. This is with anybody. When you start to do something different than what you normally do, you get the resistance within yourself and then it starts to come from the outside as well. Exactly, because it's a, a natural law. It's a law, the law of non-resistance. And we always talk about Bob Proctor, but I feel like he's the perfect example of someone that can explain this so well with the law of non-resistance. And we've spoke about it in other episodes, but just to give a quick example um, that Bob Proctor uses is if you're going up in an airplane, you know, you're going up into the sky, you know you're rising up, but there's a point of turbulence and the plane will start to shake. And if the pilot doesn't have faith in that and know that they can continue to go forward, they could easily go back down, which wouldn't be a good situation. But if they keep on moving through the resistance on the other side, it's smooth sailing. 
It is. So it's just a natural law that when you rise up, you will naturally, you'll get pushed back down and it's important not to think about it in a way of reacting to the resistance and thinking, is this a sign I'm not supposed to be doing this? No, it's not a sign. It's actually, it's a good sign saying, yes, you're on the right track. You're getting resistance. It's the opposite, right? Yeah. So some, some Christians or religious people would say, I think it's God telling me it's the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And then other people who are not, I think it's a sign the universe is telling me I shouldn't be doing this. Right. And you know, sometimes it is a sign, but that once again, going back to knowing yourself, you got to figure out the difference between that. But a lot of times it's not, it's just a sign that you're actually headed the right way. Mm-hmm. Bob Proctor always says the more resistance he has behind a project, the more that he knows he's on the right path. Yes. So when you're breaking the barrier, just like putting yourself out there as a psychic medium or any kind of spiritual entrepreneur, you're breaking the box that we're all living in here. So you're going to get a lot of resistance and a lot of resistance. And I feel like that's because it's a universe telling you, hey, you're on the right path. We need people like you here to step into your power and to speak your truth, even if it's outside of what everybody else on the planet believes. I remember when I first put myself out there, um, people close to me, they're like, you're quitting your third grade teaching job? Like that's something that really, You'd look highly to, you know, they, they thought that it looked good to be a teacher, which I love teaching, but to go from third grade teacher to psychic medium, that's a big jump. And I did experience some resistance and then other people probably acted like they were excited for me and happy and they were supportive, but really secretly they're thinking, what is she doing? Right. And as empaths, we could feel that too. You can Um, feel that. So I think really the internal struggle, I feel like was the strongest for me because if I had someone struggling with things that I was doing or resisting against me, if I was strong in my power internally, I would think, oh, that's just like rolling off, like a water droplet just repelling off of me. Like it's it's no big deal. That's their beliefs and not mine. But if I was internally kind of going back and forth, that's when I started to get pulled into the negative belief system from that person or that resistance. Because that's exactly what happens. If you're not sure of yourself, you're prone to get pulled into everybody else's stuff. That's why that whole cliche quote that goes around, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for everything. Mm -hmm. Because that's, it's true. If you don't know who you are, you're going to fall for everything. So a lot of you know that you are an empath, you're psychic medium, you're all of these different things. You have to honor that. You have to know it even more so. And that's why we do this podcast to give people like the resources and the awareness behind it so they can keep on going into their power. Because a lot of times what will happen with the empath is they step into their power, they see this resistance, and then they're very sensitive. So they're like, wait, I'm trying my best to put my message to the world, to do what I'm being called yeah. to do. And I don't have support from my friends, from my family, from all the people I thought that it was, was going to support me. Some of them do, some of them don't. And that could hurt somebody. And oh that could gosh, really... Yeah. How many people, how many psychic mediums or spiritual entrepreneurs or public speakers or teachers actually put themselves out there, but then they got the resistance and they never, they they went back in their cave and never put themselves back out there again. How many people over time? There's there's all sorts of people. It could be a very slow process if you put on the gas and then put on the brake, put on the gas, put on the brake. And luckily, Tony, I always mention this, but you were here for me during the process of the start of everything for me putting myself out there. 
and I had a lot of pep talks and you know also you could see from the outside so it was probably it was definitely frustrating for you to see me experience the same patterns that kept coming up and he had to point them out to me and I didn't like hearing it at the moment but I needed that well the patterns I was witnessing with Lindsay there were pet peeves of mine because I used to experience the pattern so once you break something and you see somebody else mm -hmm. do it it really frustrates you yeah, you're like oh true. no yeah. I don't do that. So, for example, one of them was Lindsay people-pleasing. She was always, <laughs> if she was powerful, speaking up or, you know, just doing whatever she did, she would always question it. When she, we, we'd be watching a movie later that night, wait, did I sound mean to her? <laughs> I'm like, Lindsay, come on now. Like, we yeah, have to quit this. We can't do this every single day. Yeah, I know. And I would just be honest with her, you know, and I, get, I was patient because, you know, it's in you. Sometimes this is in you so deep. You have to be patient with yourself over time. Yeah. But we have to know that it's not effective because Lindsay would go and pour, pour heart into something and it would be beautiful. But yet she would be focused on the one little minute thing that somebody could have took wrong that nobody did take wrong because most people Lindsay's dealing with are impasse so they can see right. clearly the energy. And so it's, like it makes it easier. And I can come up, but not, oh my gosh, you have to admit years ago it was totally different. But right now, I feel like there might be random moments where that will pop up. Oh, it still pops up. And that's the thing. Everything we heal, I feel like it still will pop up in the future. Just to, but at least just it's recognizable. You're like, wait a second. That's an old thing that right. I used to do. I'm not going there anymore. It's too draining. So it's like saying, hey, are you over this yet? And you yeah. know you're over it when, it when it pops up in your head and you're like, oh. Yeah. And you just kind of like flick it out because you know that your th thoughts aren't you. You know, mm -hmm. they're just that's true. intangible. So... Let's go to number three. So all of this stuff happens. So you have moments of power, moments of feeling bad for others, and then you have the resistance within yourself and from the outside world. Well, what happens a lot of times, so we talk, I talked about those people that put themselves out there and then they got the resistance and then never put themselves out there again. And maybe they passed away a year ago, five years ago, a hundred years ago. Maybe they're still alive now and they're still, maybe you're watching this and you're one of those people. Well, I feel like a lot of those people, if, well, not, I don't feel like, I know all of those people who do this, if they had a energy management system, they figured out ways to manage their own energies. That way they can show up fresh every single day and not carry on, you know, last week's argument or all of the energy you're soaking in as an empath, especially putting yourself out there. If you could come back fresh every single day and you have the energy management system, that's the key component to whether or not you're going to fall off or and actually rise forward. So that's number three is you either have an energy management system or you do not. Yeah. And that's this what way. you taught me because I was not working out. I wasn't excited about working out, but now I take walks and I know when to take a break throughout the day. But Tony helped me with that and he kind of drilled it in my head like, okay, if you just do a little bit at a time, it reminds me of my grandpa because my grandpa used to try to get me to drink water and he'd say, just drop, drink a spoonful a day. And I've shared this before. Um, but Tony helped me manage my energy when I was doing this work because being highly sensitive and especially being someone that's putting yourself out there, you do have to have some sort of balance because you're not going to be good for your family, your friends, your clients, and you need to be the best that you can be for them, but also yourself. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be the most effective. And this is why I'm, I'm shouting this out. <laughs> um, Tony's empath, the empath's blueprint program is absolutely amazing. There's so many students in there. Actually, all of them right now are psychic mediums that are in there. All you don't them, have yeah. to be a psychic medium. 
You could be a spiritual entrepreneur, someone that really just wants to help the world um, manage their energy. This isn't, you know, what is an empath program? This is how do I manage this energy using my abilities that I already already have um, to my advantage, but use it for myself too, because you're so much giving to other people. But everything that's in the program is actually what he did for me. So that's why I'm like a big component of this program. It's life changing. So... Right, and everything in the program is everything that I learned on this point because I would step into my power and I would do all of these things we've been talking about in the episode. I still do sometimes, but then I go back to the basics. And this isn't something like energy management, and I appreciate you saying that, Lindsay. I love you. And I did see her her ups, her downs, like all of the struggle, and that did help me get clear on what is actually going on here, like what us empaths struggle with every day. Yeah. It reminded me of elementary school and middle school and high school and like my struggle being inside a building all day long and just not understanding that I'm soaking in everybody's energy. Right. So and now with the internet world that's I mean, another thing we're connected in thousands of people a day every each post single that you day make, you could easily take on what they're thinking right so the energy management is not so with Lindsay the exercising part that was just one part that she was um, missing you'd yeah. say she did a lot of the other things so I think energy management is defined in just a word called self-care and that means something different to everybody what it means to me is just every second of the day you're intuitively Tune into yourself. You're figuring out what you need. And your thoughts are so powerful. What you and speak about to your That's friends. it. So, like, your self-care is how you speak. Like, the conversations you have when you go meet your friend for coffee. Are you talking about victim mode stuff? Or are you talking in an empowered way? Like, no, I'm going to do this, and this is the vision I have, and you're certain with what you're doing. Or are you uncertain? Are you in victim mode? Like, well, maybe if this happens or if this person does that, then I'll do this or that. That's victim mode because I just not, looked and it's 111. So this message is powerful. And you're not operating <laughs> You're not operating from your power. You're operating from the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So energy management is a lot of different things. It's all about not people pleasing. It's all about continuously stepping out of your comfort zone, but in a healthy way. And then also having those daily disciplines that you do to recharge. And whether it's like some of mine are, you know, every every so often I'll go out and I'll touch a tree or I'll go for a walk or I'll go for a bike ride. Like, like if I do a lot, three hours of computer work, two hours of computer work, I know me personally, I have to go out if I want to be the best possible that I can be yeah. and touch a tree or something. It's well, a lot of different things. Every day gets up at three, four in the morning and works out. Like this is what he does. This is not just like, oh, let's do this for a month. Um, with the program. This is actually every single day. Tony's either riding bikes, um, playing basketball, playing tennis, running down Bayshore in Tampa by the water, like always outside. He's like a giant kid, which I feel like we should all be like that. But he is, I don't even know if you put a Fitbit on, I don't know how many steps you get in. Right. And that's part of, that's part of it too, is I knew that I had to get up early. And I, if I wanted to, for energy management, if I wanted to manage my energy best, the universe kept telling me, Tony, wake up early, wake up early. You have to have that morning routine. You have to have that routine. And which that's part of my program too, is teaching people how to have a start to their day, whether they start their day at midnight or 4 a.m., whenever it is. But that start, that positive start to your day. There's a lot of things that go into this. We could go, it would take hours and hours to talk about all the energy management and self-care. But also part of the energy management is accountability people. Yes, So if you don't really have is. friends and family that support you or know anything about what you're going with, 
find a group, and this is why, I'm gonna say it again, why your program is amazing, because you have other empaths in there that are wanting to step into their power. So whether you post something online or you get feedback of a video that you put out and you're scared, you're about to post it, but you wanna get feedback like, okay, give me a pep talk, I'm almost here, You know, I'm gonna put myself out there. That's the accountability group saying, this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna hold myself accountable and check in with people that are supportive. You need that. Luckily, Tony and I, we have our weekly meetings every Friday and we're accountability partners. Absolutely. And this is like a close knit unit, not just because we're husband and wife, because you can do this with anyone, but it has to be someone that you can trust to lead. So for the two of us, we're kind of like, I feel like Tony leads me in one situation and I lead him in the Mm. other, but we work together. But you need that. Like this is not something to do on your own. You do. There's some people who have husbands or wives that they don't believe, oh, you're an empath. What are you talking about? So it's like, it's hard to relate. Like you, if I didn't, Lindsay is the one that taught me a lot about like the intuition and all of this and figuring out these ways. Like if I wasn't able to talk to you every day while I was teaching in the school systems and while I was doing, that was part of my energy management system. Having that accountability, it really is. Mm-hmm. Having those people that understand you and having strategies to apply to specific situations. Cause that's the thing. I think it's about getting specific with each yeah, person too. Definitely. So I feel like we covered a lot. Um, we want to hear from you. We love hearing what your experience is with the podcast. If you've had situations come up where you put yourself out there and it was scary, maybe you put something out there and nobody saw it and you felt like, oh, this isn't meant to be. This is a sign I shouldn't be doing this work. Whatever it may be, um, share that with us and even share the positive things that have happened when you kept on going, even when you experienced the resistance. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.